0: Howdy, everybody. Welcome to Beer in the Bathroom. Uh, it's time for another episode. I believe this is our sixth episode. Tom, you there? I am here.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yep, it's our sixth episode. We're here on a, on a Wednesday. Feeling feeling good, feeling frosty.
0: Is it as humid in Boston right now as it is yeah, in New York? I hate it. It's like 87% humidity out there, and it has been for two or three days now.
1: Did you uh, hear about the big thing that happened in Boston yesterday? The the last of the snow. Yeah, it's gone.
0: It it took until the middle of July.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's like a pit. Uh, you know when you're on 93 going t- towards Boston and you're going to a Quincy in South Boston?
0: And there's all that beautiful seaport scenery?
1: Yeah. Uh, they had a um, snow pile there from, you know, February and that's where it would, they called a snow farm and it, it's finally melted and it got so nasty in the spring i saw pictures they showed time lapses of it and it was just dirt and rubble and it was gross but it's finally gone it's finally melted can you believe that we went through multiple 90 degree
0: days and that was still there i was shocked when i saw that news article I, i could not believe i didn't even know that that was possible. Yeah. I, I mean, it wouldn't have occurred to me uh, that snow could could last through May, June and July. Yeah. But um, when I have weeks like this, when
1: it's humid and gross, like on Sunday, I play golf in 95 degree weather. And when I have days like that, I honestly look forward to wearing a jacket in, in November.
0: Completely December. 100% agreed. And, I, I and year.
1: I'm saying this after the worst winter historically Boston has ever seen.
0: It's not even, but it's not even like we want winter. We just want to walk down the street and a little bit of crisp air, you know, a little bit, a little bit of chill in the air, a little, a little like, like shell coat. Is that what they call them? The shells? Nothing too heavy, a little light. Yeah. It's also pretty fashionable. And it's nice to not walk around uh, with sweat beads hanging off my face and pit stains and all that other nasty stuff.
1: I I really just don't like summer fashion. It's it's
0: it's tough. It's, it's just so much harder. Um. So yeah, no, it's, at it didn't work. It's, so go to the office and look respectable in the summer is is a is a task. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah. All right. So tough. this is, so I want to I want to catch up on a couple of shows right now that are that are going on. Uh, Game okay. of Thrones and Silicon Valley ended, uh, I personally thought they were extremely strong seasons. Silicon Valley Season 2, uh, Game of Thrones Season 6, I think it is now. Uh, but I also really want to dive in and, and get your thoughts on True Detective Season 2. Yeah. So I, I, you, have you been watching? Yeah, I have. I I watched the first two episodes, and then I watched the
1: last two episodes last night. Um, and I... I have to admit, I was a little bit confused. Uh, I had to do a little bit of reading um, the, today during work to catch up and try to figure out what's going on. Because one of my issues with the show in True Detective is they introduce so many different characters, and so many different storylines of these main characters that it's tough. Yeah. But now that I, I'm up to speed, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's 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 been a, it's been really good, and obviously the cast is just unbelievable. This year.
0: So, what are your thoughts on Vince Vaughn? I like him. I like him in this role. Do you not like him? I don't. Why? I I love I love the season. I love the show. I actually am enjoying this season more than the first season. But and I and historically, I'm a Vince Vaughn fan. I love Vince Vaughn. But I'm not. I don't buy him as Frank. I don't. I don't buy him. So you can't take him seriously. I feel like he's continuously having to overact to compensate for his lack of macho (laughs) gangster appeal. He doesn't have that. He's a, he's a comedian. He, he, he's not, he's not a, he's not the character that he's trying to portray.
1: What did you think of the scene when he, uh, this isn't that much of a spoiler alert when he beat the dude and took out his uh, teeth?
0: Well, see that. See, for, that's a perfect example because see, <laughs> that the scene that this whole character development was building up to. You know, it starts off he's weak, he's lost his his um, criminal empire, mm-hmm. he's he's at the bottom, and now he has to build it all up again. And mm-hmm. that was the scene when you're supposed to see the old Frank come through, the gangster, and you're supposed to see, wow, this guy isn't fucking around. You know, this guy will literally beat a three hundred and fifty pound guy up and then take his teeth out and for me that was just a funny scene because it was Vince Vaughn I don't buy it I'm not scared of Vince Mm. Vaughn if anything I'm rooting for him and I think he's kind of a a cute character you know and that that might be me I maybe he's maybe he's done a phenomenal job and also the other scene that I really really just started to question him in was I think it was episode two when the scene when the when the first scene is him and his wife in bed Mm -hmm. and it's like four in the morning and he can't sleep and he's just going off on a diatribe about how difficult his life has been. And I thought it could have been a really powerful scene. And I thought that, that the actress who plays his wife is phenomenal, but it it always just falls a little flat for me with him. I don't
1: know. So last season was Matthew McConaughey's big coming out party of, you know, he used to be the rom-com guy and yeah. he played this really serious role, and you know I don't have to explain that. So I think you know what the producers must have been thinking is let's do something similar with Vince Vaughn. Obviously, it's a different background. I I don't think he's topping Matthew McConaughey because Matthew McConaughey was unbelievable and like made the show, but I I disagree a little bit. I think Vince Vaughn is doing a pretty good job because that scene when he took the teeth out, I I mean I I was shocked, I was blown away, and and I. I didn't find it funny, but I I could, I could see how, how you could feel that way for sure. I mean, it's a tough transition to go from the breakup and, um, you know, wedding crashers
0: to, you know, but you know what though, it's not even about his, it's not even about what he's done in the past and me not being able to get past it. It's more him not being able to overcome that in my opinion. Because I had the same preconceptions about Matthew McConaughey. I, I even mm. I thought less of him than I do about Vince Vaughn.
1: Yeah. But he
0: turned it around completely. Right. And right. Vince is not doing that. I will say, uh, I've, my, I've as, as as little as I think of Vince Vaughn. That's how much I think of Colin Farrell so far, and Rachel McAdams together. Oh but man. Farrell is he's he's putting in a, a great season.
1: Yeah. Yeah and obviously rich McAdams is is incredible as well
0: if it it makes me feel good that you're you're also having some trouble following the plot line though because it's one of the most complicated shows to follow I think when you're watching it for the first time i mean
1: i've I've come to the point where if i you know if I'm not binging a show and there's a weak gap between watching episodes, I have to read a Grantland article or you know some sort of article just to keep me up. And it also will make you enjoy the show a little bit more because you'll pick up on other things that the experts are telling you
0: about. So I, if- I think that's exactly what people are going to get from this week's episode to uh, picking up on things that the experts are thinking and talking about. Yeah. Um, so that, that joke felt <laughs> so oh, all right. I, I let's move on it. to Silicon Valley. I, I, I
1: think it's brilliant. I think the, the, jokes in that are just so much more advanced than your average sitcom. And I think that's, I mean, it says a lot about HBO cause they're able to crank out so many quality shows like this. It's unbelievable. I, I think I mentioned this to you before, but Veep, the joke to joke quality in that show, like the one liners that they throw out, it's just unreal. It's so funny. Yeah, um, actually. And, uh, and I find the same thing in Silicon Valley. Like, they don't have as many one-liners, but the one-liners are so good. And it really does capture working for a small company, like, really well. Like, I, I was talking to one of my coworkers about this recently. And when we first started, we were, you know, working out of our, my boss's apartment. And, you know, it's just four or five of us. And we, we were comparing each other to, like, different characters because it's, it's – I don't know. It, it was really funny. So I, I've really enjoyed Silicon Valley. I, I think it's hilarious. I, my favorite character is the fat dude who's always smoking. What's his name? Ehrlich. Ehrlich, yeah. He, some people, like you that hate him, love him. I, I think he's
0: hilarious. Uh, you know, this is something I've I've talked about with a few people before. I think that if you don't like Ehrlich, I don't know if, if we would get along. If you can just at least appreciate his his character. If his if his character doesn't make you smile, I don't know if we could be friends personally. <laughs> yeah,
1: him and the little Asian kid.
0: Is, wait, is that is that? I, oh, you. I lost you a little bit there.
1: The the little Asian kid who's in the incubator.
0: Oh yeah, his little buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, that's that show's hilarious.
0: Rones.
1: So the scene that really made this whole season for me is um, and it's for a couple of different reasons. I think the season was kind of moving along pretty slowly, and you know everyone will agree with that. But when they went up to get the Wildlings, and the White Walkers you know showed up, and there was that whole showdown, and then you know, they rose everyone from the dead, and they turned into White Walkers, that, for me, took the series and completely flipped it on its head, because... From that point, like, obviously I cared what was going on with Daenerys, and I cared what was going on at the Capitol, but, like, it, none of it really matters. This Game of Thrones, they're all just, they're fighting each other, but the White Walkers are just going to annihilate them. I i, I don't know, it, like, maybe they won't, but none of them know about this impending doom, except for Jon Snow, who it's, may it's or right. may not be, spoiler alert, dead. So, Great point.
0: It's just point. like, no, I mean, it's like it's basically like all of these characters in their their little world are having all of these dramas and wars and back and forths. But every now and then, these White Walkers rear their ugly heads, and they remind us of how mysterious and uh, seemingly impossible to destroy they are. These things are, these things are. They're more powerful than anything we've seen on the show so far, yet we know the least amount about them.
1: Yeah, and they could completely annihilate everybody.
0: I think it was the best season that they've done so far. And I I, I heard the same thing you've heard, that it was a slow season, that it got off to a slow start. And, I mean, it. I, I can agree in the sense that there wasn't a ton of battle scenes and a lot of like actual plot development in the early on episodes, but... There was a lot of stuff going down. Psychologically. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I just found every episode to be riveting.
1: It would be so Game of Thrones if, if there's a fight for the throne and then everyone's
0: annihilated. Yeah, just just think true. about that. And then the White Walkers take over.
1: How, how would you feel if you watched eight seasons of a show and then every single character is just done? Isn't that what happened in Lost? I don't know. I, weren't you into Lost? I never actually finished Lost. I never started I it. Really, pretty
0: much as far as you could go in Lost without knowing what happens. <laughs> are you excited for season two of? Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off there, but I'm gonna but I'm gonna ask you all the same. Are, are you excited for season two of The Affair?
1: Oh my God, I'm so pumped! And the way that season one ended, uh, I w- I won't spoil anything because everyone should watch The Affair. If you're a bear in the bathroom listener, you should watch the affair. Um, and if we fully you fully
0: endorse the affair,
1: <laughs> and even if you don't love it, I think you'll find it funny. Like I think everyone will enjoy it. I, I, I don't know. And it's friggin' McNulty. If you've watched The Wire, you have to watch it just out of respect for McNulty. Um, but anyway, the way season one ended—I mean, it's bound That's to be—it's bound true. to be interesting. And w- what I liked about it is there's there's scenes where you can see McNulty come out. Like he, he's the way I I look at it is that character in the affair, it's if he left the Baltimore police and was like, I need to leave that life behind me. I'm gonna be a writer and a teacher and live in Brooklyn and just get a family and just start a new life. And then everything's going fine, and then he starts pulling the shit like McNulty. He's just like I, I can't keep this demon down.
0: Things were going perfectly for that for him. <laughs> he had a really good thing going and he just decided to mix it up and throw it all away. It's
1: fascinating. Um, something else I want to talk about while we're talking about TV and movies, I am very excited for the Amy Schumer, LeBron James, uh, movie, uh, Trainwreck, wreck. Okay. Uh, and I'm excited for, for a couple of reasons. Um, I really like Amy Schumer. I like, uh, Bill Hader. Yeah. Um, I think it's a funny plot that they, that they've created. But I'm so interested, and maybe this is just because I'm a weird LeBron James fan, but I really want to see LeBron in a movie. He's a main I'm character. I'm with you. He plays himself.
0: And, he, and supposedly, uh, the New Yorker did a little piece on, on, this, uh, on the filming, and supposedly he knocks it out of the park. Supposedly he's a natural. So not only is he the best basketball player probably of all time, maybe, and all these other things, but he can act.
1: The reason why is because he's a boss. He he walks on a on a set for a movie, and he's like, "I'm fucking LeBron James." You're gonna have to ble- you're gonna have to bleep that out when you edit "Bear in the Bathroom." But oh, we that like, this is all
0: wrong. <laughs> this w- this one me. will
1: have the explicit thing on iTunes for that.
0: They all have explicit. <laughs> we are we are an explicit podcast according to Apple. But all right, so this is something. This is a really interesting point that I think you're making about LeBron, who Who else in the country could walk onto a major Hollywood motion picture film set and have major American actors calling their friends and being like, hey, you got to get down here. LeBron's here. Like, who, who, who could have someone like David Spade going home to get his kids so that they can get autographs with this person? Probably LeBron, uh, President Obama, There's no other. Uh, What other kind of person? There's no other athlete in America. Amongst celebrities.
1: I don't know. I don't think there is one. Kind of a cool story. um, Speaking of famous people, Christine and I were biking through Boston, and we were going past the garden, and we randomly bumped into the drummer from U2. Wow. He was just signing autographs. And there was a bunch of fanatic U2 fans who definitely, like, heard word that he was going to be around, and they were just waiting for him. And we just happened to be driving by. So we stopped, and uh, we didn't get an autograph or anything, but we were, like, super close to the the drummer. And, uh, I don't know, it was pretty cool. He's very famous, obviously. I don't Mm. know his name, but... (laughs) I just know Bono
0: and the Edge. I think that's all anyone knows. But, yeah, I, I feel like... I feel to get back to what we were saying about LeBron, um, he he he's just such a polarizing figure right now in American culture and the fact that he's like I think he's like in fifteen minutes of this film. I agree. That's probably why I'm gonna pay money to go see it. Yeah. I wanna see the film regardless. I'm with you on that.
1: Today, I entered a contest to have a meet and greet with Amy Schumer, and I think I have a really good chance of winning. because she's the keynote speaker. Well, she's one of the keynote speakers of this marketing conference that Justine's company is putting on. And they at 9:30, they sent out an email to people who had bought tickets when I did, and they said, the first 20 people to put in your email and respond to this uh, will have a meet and greet with Amy Schumer. And it was sent out at 9:30 and i i saw the email opened it up immediately and put my email in and there's not many people who like i mean there's probably like a couple thousand but i did it <laughs> I, I did it super quick like I, i've been checking my email so often to see if I, I i don't know why i like her so much but i think it'd be so cool to meet her
0: there's a uh, there's a new york comedian that i've i've kind of recently uh, gotten to know a little bit through one of my friends at work who's who's also who dabbles in the comedian scene here in the city, yeah. and his name is Adam Wade, and he's, this is a plug for Adam Wade, he's absolutely hilarious, he's the defending champion on The Moth, he's won 18 times, no one has ever won as many times as Adam Wade, and he's filming his first uh, album, a live show album, this Tuesday at the Bell House in Brooklyn, if anyone's in New York, they should come. But I bring him up because he recently scored a, a cameo in an Amy Schumer skit with Bill Hader. Nice. And it's really funny. You should all look it up. It's on YouTube. Oh, it's, is is that the it's, it's late night host? Is is that
1: the yeah the late night host, host one? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it. And basically, Amy Schumer plays the stereotypical Hollywood celebrity woman who goes on a late night show and just shows her boobs, and it's all about sex appeal and. Uh, it's true. I mean, when women go on that sh- on those shows, they're they're severely objectified, and um, so she's just kind of doing a satire on that. But Adam Wade is one of the guys in the audience who's just jerking off the entire time, uh, and then eventually he he loses it all, and it goes all over her on, on the show. But that is how – I mean, that's typical Amy Schumer right there. Uh, so there's something else I, I want to talk about.
1: It's kind of a change of subject, but – have you heard um, what's going on with Jared from Subway?
0: Are, are you up to date on the drama? Okay. So I, I saw what happened today. Basically, the FBI raided his home, and I guess they were looking for child pornography.
1: Yeah. And he has a foundation set up through Subway, and it's a you know charitable thing, and the head of that group is officially arrested for child pornography like he's behind bars.
0: And this and, is also a, this is a group dedicated to solving child obesity, right?
1: Yeah. And so Jared hasn't been arrested. Yeah, okay. I love I love how he's one of the few guys that he's just like a first name guy for all of America. It's Jared from Subway. But anyway, he hasn't been arrested, but the FBI Took his laptop, which is not a good sign. You, you know when the FBI is taking your laptop that you're in some deep shit.
0: Oh, my God. I would be terrified. So, anyway. the bathroom you have all over the place? What are these tracks called Beer in the Bathroom? <laughs> some kind of a sick creep. Anyway,
1: Subway fired him, even though he didn't get arrested yet. Um, yeah. And so this, this went down last week. And uh, my coworker got a Subway sandwich that day. So I said to him like, you know that Jared's a pedophile. He's a you know child pornographer. What? Why are you getting Subway today? And he was like, well, I mean it doesn't. He was like, it doesn't really affect anything. For me, I I know personally, you know I, I like their meatball marinara. I'm gonna go get a 12 inch meatball marinara at some point. I I know I am. <laughs> but the day that Jared gets raided by the FBI. I'm not in the mood to get a foot-long meatball sub. And I walked by the subway and there was, you know, fair. There, was a, fair. there was a normal amount of people in there. And I don't know, I felt like there should have been a little bit of backlash towards Subway for supporting a child pornographer. Because my view on it is the higher up at the higher ups at Subway, you know, they worked with Jared for uh, our entire lives now, probably like fifteen years. They must have had some sense that this dude is a total weirdo. And even if they didn't just out of principle, I, I'm just gonna take a little break. I, I don't need the five-inch footlongs. I mean,
0: the five-dollar footlongs. I, I'm, I'm with you to a certain extent. I think that's fine. I have no, I have no comeback for that. But I will, I will ask you this one question: uh, Will you boycott Nick at Night because they put the Bill Cosby show on for many, many years and basically made a program out of him?
1: No. So, no. My answer to that, but
0: isn't that the same but thing? But I don't want to use. I'm gonna, and I think Jared's not even guilty yet.
1: But I don't want to use the word boycott. I'm not boycotting. It's just that I I don't know. I'm not I'm not. I don't I'm not I don't want to. I just want to take a little break. I don't want to support them right now. I'll go back. I'll forget about it in a couple of weeks. But
0: right now I'm not like I gotta go get Subway today. That's my. I break. think I think that's fine. Uh, power to you. I'll I'll say indirectly, um, (laughs) not indirectly, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) I want to say something about Subway. I I used to eat there all the time, but about six months ago, I had a bad experience, and it wasn't even really, like, a bad experience that has a story behind it. I just, I had a really bad sandwich, and ever since that bad sandwich, I just, I have not wanted to eat there anymore. I just have a bad taste in my mouth.
1: Sorry. Someone was actually trying to use the bathroom.
0: Don't you don't you have security out there? My studio has security.
1: <laughs> what, you have someone standing up? Is, is like, Pinto just sitting up against the door right now, making sure no one yeah, goes in there? A,
0: he's got a T-shirt on that says security in black. He's <laughs> folded, folded his arms, and at the end of the show, if all goes well, I'll give him a beer.
1: Pinto would make a good bouncer in, at, like, a random hipster bar in Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: He's just there to basically entertain the people that are waiting in line. If anything goes down, he just calls the cops. He can't actually force.
1: <laughs> or there's like a bigger dude, you know, in in the bar who he'll radio out, be like, Oh, Roger, we, we we got a situation out front. You gotta you gotta get out of here.
0: Yeah, P- Pinto's in over his head.
1: How is Pinto, Ben? Do you have any good Pinto stories you can share?
0: I played basketball with Pinto on Friday. Oh, and tell us he... about that experience. I So we, it was, we had enough to play full-court basketball, and I was easily the worst player on the court. But that's not the surprise. Uh, Pinto was setting picks left and right. He was a pick machine. I mean, he would he would just, like, hop into place and pick. And I, I was impressive. I sat out one of the games, and I watched him, and I was just paying attention to how he was anticipating. And he's a pick machine, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, when he's not the tallest person on the court... He has to resort to other things to be useful. Yeah. And his, his thing was setting picks. Was he making any shots? Uh, I think he had a couple shots, yeah. He had some points. He was hanging around. He had more than I did, to tell you that much.
1: So you mentioned you were playing a little point.
0: Well, that was basically all I could do. I mean, a lot of these guys were tall. I mean, I think the, basically the average height was about 5'10. Oh. And you know I'm a shorter guy. I'm a, I'm five seven on a good day. No, I'm five eight on a good day. I'm five seven normally. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically, and I can't really I can't really drive to the cup. I can't really. I'm not a perimeter shooter unless I have a load of time. So basically, I was taking the ball in and trying to you know open up passes and play defense. I contributed.
1: I uh I haven't I haven't been able to ball since uh since we had our big ball day in Cambridge. Two weeks ago now. Yeah, I miss it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the studio and I was there. That's the last that's the last show we recorded I was there in that studio. Yeah. in Cambridge. We're gonna be recording uh, a couple episodes in North Carolina. That's definitely true. That's two. definitely true. In two weeks we'll be going down to North Carolina. Everyone. Do you remember when
1: Conan would do like a week in Texas or a week in New York or you know whatever? Yeah. It, Canada.
0: This is gonna be like beer
1: in the bathrooms. Week in North Carolina.
0: Exactly. Look forward to it, people. It's gonna it's gonna be southern style. It's been a great episode. Yeah, yeah it's been good talking to you.
1: It's nice to be back. I'm bare in the bathroom. I'm glad we're getting our consistency back. Getting back in the groove here.
0: I kind of I really wish that we could install. Uh, at least I do. I wish we could put a an air conditioner in the window here in the bathroom.
1: Mm. Does, has that ever been done?
0: A uh, air conditioner in the bathroom. How is that? Safe. Be- How would that
1: affect, uh, I don't know. I don't think the ventilation would be good. Kind of weird. I'm sure rich people can do it. I'm thinking more about my shelf. I think in my new apartment, I'm going to have a beer in the bathroom
0: shelf. Just for the laptop. Are you ready to commit to the show like that? Well, well, yeah. (laughs) Look at this. (laughs) Tommy Guns is committed.
1: You You know that time in a relationship where one person is just like, oh. I don't know. So one person makes a move of, like, they, they make plans for three months ahead. Like, they buy concert tickets.
0: <laughs>
1: and then you're like, I, oh, shit.
0: I, I picked up these Beyonce tickets. I figured we could go together. Wait, but that's, in, but that's in December. Yeah.
1: Just a little something for all the people who are just beginning relationships. You should never make plans farther ahead than double the amount of months that you've been dating. So if you've been dating for three months, you shouldn't make plans for anything more than three months in advance. That's that's my I I don't remember where I heard that theory from, but I've tried to I've tried to implement it. So. So if you've been dating six months right now, so if you start you should, dating in October. no No. So let's say you've been dating for six months right now. You should only make plans for like December. Anything in 2016 is off limits.
0: What if you what if you've been dating for 5 years? Can you make plans 6 years ahead? At, at that point it's just I mean it, it still kind of applies though. Like if you're if you're just dating and you've been dating for 5 years, let's say you live together and you you make plans for 6 years ahead. I don't know what the hell this would be. <laughs> but you're basically implying if you believe in marriage that you're going to get married. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I, I mean, it
1: no, seems that way. No, no, it's fair. That's fair. It's fair. All right, it's been fun. We'll, uh, we'll uh, have another episode next week. And uh, for everyone out there, it's hump day. A couple more days till the weekend. We're almost there. Let's do it. Beer in the bathroom. It's
0: bathroom. strange because there's definitely a lapse in our internet connection, so I'm hearing you like two minutes after. But I'm just going to assume that you gave a nice little wind down. And that everyone is uh, prepared to end the show. It's been a great episode, episode six. Some um, have been, I've been uh, enjoying doing these with you, and uh, I think we should get someone else on the show soon. We should we should have a, a guest appearance. Yeah, set it up. Let's do it. All right, everybody, have a great night. Peace out.